The following program contains scenes and language of a frank and explicit nature. Viewer discretion is advised. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. You actually have to be clever at being stupid. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm going to tell you something. I've been to two goat ropings and a county fair, and I ain't never seen no shit like this before. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. What? You refer to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? Yeah, that's no problem, Lloyd. We'd be classy and sophisticated. Look at the fun bags on that horse hound. I'm trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball. You want to talk about slow? I'll give you slow. He moved so slow, it was like he was raised by a wild pack of turtles. We need a live was there a live rooster? We need a live rooster to take the curse off Jose's glove and I had no idea you could milk a cat. Oh, yeah, you can milk anything with nipples. Y'all have mozzarella cheese sticks. I was chatting on AIM with this guy. Jose is from England, and I speak fluent American, so there's a bit of a language barrier. But he knew really good English. Jesus Christ on a motorbike. What was that? And here we go in a room full of God, family, country. I'm Kevo, solo show, unwavering, toxic masculinity from the dude's den. How the hell are you fine people today? Let's not waste no time. Let's get right to it. Had a great conversation today. Had a conversation with four men, sat at a table. We talked politics. Nobody got mad. Nobody got upset. Nobody got frustrated. Nobody got irate and ugly. Why? Why? That is the question. How the hell can we do that? I've got it. I think I've got the answer. I think I do. So as I sit here and I smoke my fat bottom Betty by Deadwood Tobacco, which is an amazing product, by the way. These people are, it's, it's, it's insane. Uh, uh, God, guys, I'm telling you, you've never smoked a cigar, or if, you, if you're a regular smoker, you've not had one of these, go check it out. Fat Bottom Betty, Deadwood Tobacco, amazing. Anyway, that being said, I think I have the answer. We have to be able to do something. We have to be able to agree on one thing. To me, that's all a conversation needs. I don't care if it's about abortion, if it's about uh, 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 China, about Russia, Ukraine, this, that, that. I don't care. Find a common ground. Look at each other and go, okay, if we're starting this conversation, then let's do this. Let's agree that the goal here is to find some common ground about something. Yes, that's that's it. No, no, that's not my goal. My goal is to change your mind. Well, then let's not have that conversation. You're not going to change anybody's mind or do anything unless you find a common ground first. I'm telling you, that's it. Find a common ground. So, I'd like to give you an example of how we found a common ground today. 
Okay. So we're having a conversation, and uh, media comes up. And we were talking about, I think it's fair to say that 85, 90% of media out there are liberal biased. I think that's fair. Now, the common ground there on that particular subject was, yes, most of it's biased, but even the, I guess, quote-unquote, liberal or liberals. So if the table said, you know, no, we, we, we know that not everything they say is true. So they, there's one common ground. That's it right there. So there's one common ground. Number two. The other common ground is that we know that people such as myself and a lot of you are feeling the strain and the discomfort from a federal level unlike anything we felt before. One hundred percent. There's another common ground. We got to talking about my my solo show last week with the mainstream media and how fired up I was. And one of the people said, I just I quit listening after 15 minutes because I felt like you were saying if I disagreed with you that I was one of them. I was this vile, disgusting. And and you know, I said, Well, I hate you felt that way because I felt like you're listening wrong then. And, and, and then he's like, how am I listening wrong? And I'm like, well, that's not what I was saying. So we came to the common ground of, all right, wait a second, wait a second. I don't feel that way about you. And, 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 and because I want you to not that feel, feel that way about me, let me give you the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about that. Or I was so adamant about my stance on that, and that's because I'm somebody that has a wife that has had 10 miscarriages. 10. I'm somebody that has had a wife that has carried a son to 20 plus weeks. Went through pain, labor, and just, oh. Only to have him die. So I'm very passionate about that. I don't mean to make anybody feel that they're a pile of crap or that they're vile or they're disgusting if they didn't see the story the way I saw it. I don't ever want to make anybody feel that way, but I tell you what, I'm very passionate about that. 
And I thought about this later, and I wished I would have said, but it was a conversation that, that this friend had with somebody else. Simone Biles left the, uh, the, the Olympic team, I believe it was, because of uh, uh, mental health issues. And I remember him, too, wasn't even talking to me, but talking to someone else a few feet away from me. And he was like, hey, I'm passionate about that. And I remember that. And I was like, and I should have said, if I would have thought of it, I would have said, like the way you felt about that. I know how passionate you are about anxiety and depression and mental health. That's how I am about this. So it comes across a certain way, but it's not meant that way. It's not. Look, the only thing I'm an expert on maybe is heartache. But even still then, I haven't experienced the most heartache in the world as it pertains to miscarriages or pregnancies or the death of children. So I'm my own expert in heartache, and I believe that. But it doesn't mean that everything I say, I need to be out there writing policy. No, it doesn't mean that. You know, making you an expert on heartache and making you an expert on, on, on other things. You know, having a child that has to have open heart surgery doesn't mean you need to go out there and write health care policies. You're not an expert. You're not necessarily an expert on that. And it's important that we remember that. But the interesting thing about this conversation today wasn't just that we found common ground in several areas. It's that we found common ground in several areas and nobody, nobody went to that place in the argument where you know you can't argue. And that's when you start name calling. Like, that's when you know you've won an argument. Is when people start take, putting them low blows in. Well, you're racist. or you're. I mean, that, you, just, you stop because you've won it. No sense of going on. We didn't do that. We discussed a lot today, too. We discussed having respect for the office. No matter how horrible job I think he's doing, he is President of the United States. I will refer to him as President Biden. I will refer to a former president as either former president or just president. President Obama, President Trump, President Clinton. The, the one with the penis, not the other one, thank God. But, you know, it got me to thinking. The conversation did because he asked a very, he asked a very good question, and it's if President Trump is convicted of a felony on these documents, will you still back him? And really, it's irrelevant 
because if he is, he's not going to be able to run anyway. But the answer is yes, unless you give me a viable option. So in the next election, if President Biden runs, let's say, for example, President Biden runs. Let's say, for example, former President Trump runs. I understand, God, I don't like either one of these options. I get that. I get it. But if you don't vote because you don't like the options, I'm one of those that think, I don't want to hear your opinion on anything then. And I'm not saying that anybody at the table wants to do that. that that's not that's what I'm saying. But I have an English bulldog, best boy in the whole world. And somebody at that table said today, looked me in the eye and said, I'm not kidding. I'd probably vote for that dog before I voted for President Biden. And he's right. It's been a disaster. Been an absolute disaster. That being said, that's why we have elections. That that's why we have it. However, let's do a little bit of what aboutism. Sitting in front of a panel, President Biden, who was not president at the time but I'm referring to him in the past, so it is President Biden now. He's sitting, and he's talking to somebody, and he's like, I told them, you want the, you want the money? Uh, fire that prosecutor. If that prosecutor's not fired, then you will not get this money, the aid or whatever, to Ukraine, I think it was. And remember, he goes, I'll be a son of a bitch. Won't you know? They fired him. A literal, real Quid pro quo. See, our problem with the whataboutisms is the same rule of law doesn't seem to apply to the other side. And when I say Hunter Biden, I'm not talking about the fact that he's a crackhead. Okay. I'm not talking about the fact that he brought hookers from one state, transported them over to another, and the day before his dad sent him a check for $75,000. I ain't talking about that. I'm really not. What I'm talking about is there's an actual voicemail of him talking about the article in the New York Times and how I've seen it. You're in the clear. It's good. You're in the clear. Guys, come on. We're not, you know, hey, look, hey, I know you cheated on your wife. I, you're in the clear. She's not going to find it. You know it wasn't that. You know. That family has had some shady dealings with Ukraine and China. China, our number one adversary. So our whataboutisms started from this. When Trump came down, the, when President Trump came down that escalator, 
I didn't hear the media or any politicians anywhere say anything about that man until he came down that escalator. But I see pictures with all of them. Okay. There's a reason why they all looked at each other and went, we can't have this. There's a reason. I'm one that also believes like Jeffrey Epstein, they got this list. Somebody's got a list somewhere of the people in there. And I guarantee you, Trump's not on President Trump's not on that list. Because if he was, everybody in America would have a copy of that list. Because they will do anything to stop him. Why is that? And don't give me a well, because he cheated on his taxes. Or he took some documents. But again, here we go with the what about them. Every president's done. See? Here's what I think. I think we all could give a crap less now because throughout our whole lives, a lot of us have said, we need somebody that's going to treat this country like a business. We need a businessman. We need somebody that's going to run this thing like this, this, this. We finally get one. We finally get one. And the career politicians don't want it. Why is that? Come on, guys. Why is it that they are so freaking adamant on not wanting that man in office? Guys, you're smart. You are. It's time for me to ask you a question. Sorry about that. Sorry about that noise. It's time for me to ask you a question. No matter what he's done, can you honestly now say, I admit, this country would be better off if he were still in the White House. If you can't say that, then again, we're not finding, we're not ever going to find common ground. If you can't say that, it's simply because you just don't want to say you were wrong. I've been, I'll be the first one to tell you. I hate the combativeness, the stuff he would say on Twitter, the way he would try his best to divide. Ugh. Of course, a lot of that was done for him as well, but but don't mean you got to play into it. If DeSantis would run... Oh, my Lord, I'd be so happy. But the people on The View, for no reason, Death Santis, white supremacy, Gavin Newsom, he's handsome to look at. What, 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 huh? You can be in a room of people, let's say it's 90% female, and you can go, one day we're going to have a first female president, and everybody's going to start clapping. Ain't heard a policy one. 
but they're excited. Until you say, well, she's going to be conservative. Oh, well, she's uh, white supremacy. Yep. White supremacy. I'm telling you what, that's MSNBC and CNN's favorite words. White supremacy. If you honestly think that that's the me- that, that 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 is the main problem that African American American let's black Americans are facing we can't find a common ground. So if the question is, all right, let's talk about what's ailing black America. First off, it's alien all of us because we're all Americans. I I don't like that any particular demographic feels that they're suffering more than others because they're not. We're all suffering. So let's find a common ground. Can we agree that it's not white supremacy? If you say the answer is yes, it is, I say it's not, we're not going to find common ground there. So we might as well not talk about what's hurting black America. Because dying on the way to work by getting pulled over by the police is not. It it is not the problem. So, you know, we've lost... The care. When a pandemic, excuse me, pandemic happens, we all go, okay, all right, for the betterment, let's 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 flatten the curve two weeks. Let's flatten it. Okay, here we go. And then, well, let's go two more weeks. Well, if you're unvaccinated, you're a super spreader. You don't want to get the vaccination. Uh, uh, I'm tired. I'm fixing to get. I'm fixing. I'm fixing to get. Uh, what what was it? Uh, President Biden said, uh, "We're fixing to get." You know, uh, I can't. I don't want to. But it was like we're fixing to get angry with them. We're fixing to show them what's like that. What? Over sixty thousand uniformed men and women have been relieved of their duties because they didn't want to get a shot. Our military is weaker, considerably weaker. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? And why? Because today, we've seen the studies. We've heard. All right. So this vaccinations, it, it, it didn't, it didn't, it's not working like we, we thought. It's really, you know, it's, uh, unless you're elderly, you know, it's helped some. But other than that, it's not. It's yet people that are vaccinated are, hell, they're, they're seeing symptoms like the, like the, the, the illness. And countries to find out they're getting it just as much, if not more. Huh. Interesting. It's interesting. See, we lost all this 
the ability to really care about somebody that may have cheated on their taxes or somebody that may uh, have, have taken documents that, again, every president's done, they've all done it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, do you think I care about that now? I don't. I'm trying to tell you how the average blue-collar American that's wanting to back President Trump feels. I'm trying to tell you how they feel. And it's forever we have not had that voice. We haven't had that person that speaks to us like he does. And you could go, well, he, you know, he, he's, he's a politic. No, he's not. That's why you don't like him. Because there's really not nothing politician about him. He sometimes doesn't speak presidential. He sometimes has no tact. But he put America first. So when the question came up today, I thought about it, and I thought about it all day. Would I still back him? Give me another option. So, if he runs, and our option is Vice President Kamala Harris, that's not a viable option, Trump. If former President Trump runs and current President Biden runs, Give me an option. Give me an option. And if you say Liz Cheney, I'm going to throw up in my mouth a little bit. Not an option. If you say DeSantis, ding, 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 ding. There's an option. And if he runs, he will get my vote. But it's not the right time for DeSantis to run. I think even he knows that. I think he knows that 2028 is going to be his year. Give me an option. And don't, and I, okay, you can give me a hypothetical option if you want to. Just If you name somebody and I go, okay, yeah, if they ran away. But if they don't run, what are my options? You really want to get on a moral high ground on former President Trump? Versus who? Gavin Newsom? We can do that if you want to. Not an option. State is ridden with crime. Homeless con- homelessness continues to grow. He's preaching to people about uh, what they need to do to wear their masks. Shuts California down like Fort Knox. Out at dinners, maskless, doing what he wants to do. And then going to do a commercial that says, Come to California where we care about freedom. I even heard liberals say, oh, my God, that was so stupid. Why did he do that? Come on, man. Come on. Give us an option. You want us to care about something that before Trump ever ran, we all thought Every politician we voted for was the lesser of two evils. 
They're all criminals. They all do shit they shouldn't do. And now all of a sudden, you want us to, well, that's reason to not vote. No, it's not. It's not. Nobody has ever been gone after like he has been gone after. Nobody. There's a reason why. And it's not because, well, he's just a bad guy and they're standing up for what's right. No, they do not want that man in office for a reason. Tell you, he ain't on the Epstein list because if he was, that list would be out. That's not it. That's not it. It's not because he didn't put America first. You ever notice the things they come up with with, with former President Trump are things that ignites the blood boil. It's not policy. It's things that get people going. Racism gets people upset. Crimes, felonies, that, that gets people, that, that, that man, it makes them fanatical. It's things that drive people to panic. Those are the things that the mainstream media talks about. I remember doing the, the Russia thing, the collusion thing. I mean, it was every other day. The walls are closing in. The walls are closing in. The walls are closing in. Every channel, everywhere, walls are closing in. It was over and over and over and over. You can go hear a, 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 a collaboration of two years worth of the walls are closing in uh, uh, with all these channels. And now, now, the orange jumpsuit. Orange jumpsuit. Because when most people hear criminal orange jumpsuit, you're like, I don't want to vote for this man. But the average blue collar, think for themselves, intelligent American is going, We've all thought that about politicians. Yeah, they're, they're one investigation away from being criminals. Convicted. You know I'm right. But, that being said, guys, we do. We have to respect each other's viewpoints. You know, there's a couple of hills I will die on. I've talked about them in former and in, 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 uh, uh, earlier shows. My faith in God, I will die on that hill. The science behind there are males, <clears throat> there are men and women. That's another one. Biological men do not need to play in female sports. Yeah, I'll die on that hill too. The transgender ideology. I'm not against transgender people. I'm not going to, I'm telling you, do, do not even group me in those. I'm not. These are people that deserve respect, love, and everything that I deserve. 
which means if you're biologically male, you got to play in this sport. The same thing. Everything should apply. That's another hill I'll die on. But I respect your opinion. And I want to be sure that I act that way too. That I want to come across that way. Because although I may disagree with you, man, I know people that are liberal that have seen situations directly affect my family recently. My granddaughter was playing a a game, Roblox. And there's this group of girls that she goes to school with. They're playing Roblox. One of them said something about a particular young girl. And Mary Beth said, yeah, I haven't talked to her in a while. Mary Beth's my granddaughter, said I hadn't talked to her in a while. The next thing you know, so it's like, well, we don't refer to her as her. But we don't refer to this name as her. She's transitioning and wants to be referred to as this. Mary Beth simply said, well, I'm, I'm not going to do that. That's, no, I'm not going to do that. Even as far as saying, we, I don't even want to talk about this. Like, let's just drop the subject. Next thing you know, her phone starts ringing and ringing and ringing. They gave her number out to all these people that didn't know her. You know what they said? She's uh, transphobic and white supreme. True story. A 12-year-old. But she stood her ground. She didn't argue with them. Matter of fact, she got upset. She got upset. She was like, I I know I'm right. But, man, it bothers me that people look at me this way. And and, and I told her, you know, if you think I'm wrong, then fine. I said, number one, you're not wrong. Number two, don't apologize. You don't go start an argument. You don't say anything hateful. You don't be mean. You don't be condescending. You don't be. You, just, you, don't walk up to people and just start preaching to them your viewpoint. But if I ask, you give it to them, and then don't waver from it. The minute you apologize, even if you don't mean it, you cater to that mob. There's no coming back from that. But I've seen people that had different viewpoints and saw that directly affecting my family and go, whoa, 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 whoa. No, I'm not for that. I'll stand right here by you. You know, your family's mine, et cetera, et cetera. So it's people that you can find common ground with. And people that disagree with me or I disagree with you. For example, I don't feel that white supremacy is the number one problem facing black America. However, if I have a black friend and their child is experiencing racism, I will stand by them and fight that to the death. But it doesn't mean that's the number one problem facing America. 
that may be the problem facing that child right now, and we need to beat it. We need to kick its ass because there is no, I don't like it. We find a common ground. And if we find a common ground, man, we can do wonders. We can do wonders. A couple years ago, I was asked to, uh, I went on a men's retreat, and I was asked to give my testimony. And for those that haven't been on and don't know what I mean, but I was asked to give about an hour-long speech about how my faith, has done something amazing for my life. And I have thought about, I have thought about doing a show and giving that testimony. Because I'm telling you, it's powerful. But it doesn't make me an expert on anything. If I'm an expert on anything, I'm an expert at maybe, and I'm not even an expert at my marriage. Heck, I do stupid stuff all the time. I'll give you an example. Earlier, I said, honey, next week, you know what I'm going to do? We're going to have a husband-wife podcast. No one. That's not a good idea because I'm going to come on here and say something stupid, and she's going to be, she's going to correct me and be right, and that shit's going to be embarrassing. I shouldn't have said that. But, it's just part of it. It's just part of it. Y'all, we have got to find common grounds. And I think we can all come together and find a common ground in the fact that like it or not, not everything you say is gospel. That like it or not, we are all on the same common ground of we're all assholes. We can all learn something from one another. That is the common ground we need to start with. Doesn't mean we have to change our minds. But it does mean the man just listen to each other. Try not to come across as 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 this is what I say, and if you disagree, then you're... Because I don't want to come across that way. Sometimes there are going to be subjects we're passionate about, and we're going to come across that way, and we don't mean to. But to be able to look at another person and go, hey, while I'm very, I'm not, I am not sorry for my passion on that subject, I will apologize because I don't ever want to make you feel that your viewpoint on that, if it's different from mine, you're some vile. I don't. I don't want that. Now, that's not the legacy I want to leave. That's not what I want to teach my grandchildren. I want to teach them to stand firm on their morals but be willing to have a conversation and put your arm around somebody and go, hey, let's find a common ground. I think that's where it starts. If we can't do that, man, then what can we do? Why even have a conversation?
I have often thought about at my restaurant, putting it on Facebook, saying, I need five people that call themselves liberal. And I need five conservatives that call themselves conservatives. I want to come up. I want to go in the patio. I want to shut the door. And I want us to talk. Because that's the only way. That's the only way we're ever going to get anywhere. I want us to find common ground. We all need to be shooting for that. We all need to be shooting for common ground. So when I label this podcast, when I, when I, when I put it on, on the server, it's going to be the one where Kevo talks about common ground. That's what we need to do. We need to find common ground. All right. Heck of a show next week. We're going to have Susie Cole on. Susie is a retired law enforcement officer in L.A. She is a woman that has seen, heard, watched, and experienced, pardon my language, some shit. And I think somebody that uh, deserves our respect and that has a voice that we could listen to and maybe learn something from. I'm very excited about that. I know Joe and I are going to sit down with her uh, and talk uh, next week. I'm going to sit down with my wife, and I'm going to ask my wife stuff, and maybe we debate, maybe we don't. I don't know. But I think we can learn from each other. We can learn from the people in the room with us. Look for common ground. Search for that common ground. And when you find it, if nothing else, celebrate in that. We found common ground in several areas today. Let's keep pushing for that, guys. Let's push for it. Let's find common ground, okay? All right. I love you. To every politician out there, Democrat or Republican, that's working hard for the betterment of their community, for their country, for the citizens that we are, thank you. There's only a few on each side. There ain't many. But for ones that are, and men, women, what transgender, I don't care. Thank you. That's what we need. That's what we need. We need people like you. All right. I'm going to get off here. Uh, I'm going to go kiss my wife, tell her how much I love her. I'm going to go pet my amazing dog and tell him how great of a good boy he is. And I'm going to get ready for this podcast with Susie uh, here in a few days, and I'm looking so forward to it. I hope you're listening. Please share this, okay? Share. Man, share it and go, please, guys. This guy's busting his butt, man. You know, he wants to find common ground. He wants people to have conversation. He wants people to come together. Share that. Maybe we can. Hell, who knows? Every movement in the history of movements all started with one person. You never know. All right. I love you guys. You mean everything to me. I can't wait 
to hear the episode next week. Until then, you know, in a room full of God, family, country, I'm Kevo, and this is Unwavering Toxic Masculinity from the Dude's Den. See you next week. God bless.